electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Good Friday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer at the New York Stock Exchange. David Faber has the morning off. Looking for record highs across the board at the open on a wave of good news. October jobs beat 531,000, best number since July, positive revisions. Pfizer releases strong data on its COVID antiviral pill. We may even finally get infrastructure week today as the House tries to get a vote on the Senate bill. Our roadmap begins with Pfizer, though, shares surging after saying its antiviral significantly reduces the risk of hospitalization and death from COVID-19. Job creation roaring back in October. We'll talk to the Labor Secretary, Marty Walsh. And pandemic stocks are taking a hit while reopening plays are surging. We're going to talk about which ones are moving and why. Start with Pfizer, though. Shares are surging after a study showed an experimental COVID-19 antiviral pill cut the risk of hospitalization and death by nearly 90 percent. Pfizer's CEO joined Squawk Box this morning, commented on if the pill would have an impact on people getting vaccinated. The fact that we have a treatment is not at all a reason not to take the vaccine. In fact, we should take the vaccine. This is for sick people. Uh, the, the goal here is to prevent people from getting sick. So if you take it within the first three days, Jim, 89% protection uh, from hospitalization and death. If you wait five days, still 85%. Look, uh, Dr. Godlieb is, uh, we know him as, as straight shooter. By the way, uh, Frank Del Rio runs, uh, CEO of Norwegian Cruise, hired uh, Dr. Gottlieb to figure out what to do. And Dr. Gottlieb said just vaccinate everybody. And we jo- he was joking with me last night. <clears throat> the real Dr. Gottlieb is a much more fun-oriented guy. I thought he almost broke into a smile this morning when he said <laughs> the pandemic's over. He said, this is it. Within sight, it's over. And I think that, yes, the employment number is really important, but I now think this reminds me of my father used to tell a story about how uh, he was in the invasion force for Japan because uh, he was in the Sixth Army. And they told him, listen, you have to be first. We're going to invade Honshu and there won't be a lot of survivors. And then one day the atomic bomb went and they told him the war's over. You're not invading Honshu. I mean, th- this this is the atomic bomb It went off and we are not. The numbers are staggering much better than Merck. And I think that we should I'm not saying we should go out in the street and celebrate, but I, like they did at the end of. World War II, but it, it, it's, it sounds like it's over. You just did say with the guys on Squawk that wars do end, right. and when they do, people go bananas, and that's okay. Yeah, I mean, I was, when I was talking to the Norwegian crews, we'll be up, we were talking about after the Civil War, uh, there was a, a boom, okay, I mean a real boom, uh, after World War I, after World War II, people acted differently, and uh, they get much more optimistic and they realize you only get around go around once in life and they want to do exotic things, not mundane things. They most the thing that they most want to do is travel. And that's why it's not wrong that the travel stocks are up today. That's the thing they most want to do because they want to see the world because they think life is short. And this is something that that Frank Del Rio was taught me early on, that the reservations in 2023 are the best they've ever been this far out. And 
look, I think it's okay to be. This is, I feel, a surge of uh, of hope. I had Jane Goodall on this week, and she distinguished between optimism, which she said can turn to pessimism, and hope, which is a natural reaction to something where you get through it, you can then do things, and that we are in a hopeful moment. And I find that stocks have been going up maybe because someone knew. I didn't know. Uh, but Dr. Borla... I mean, these guys, like, give him the Nobel Prize. I mean, <laughs> well, everything you're saying, we've heard this week from Delta. Right. Uh, we've heard it from Uber now. Yes. We heard it from Lowe's, Jonathan Tish a few moments ago, yeah. Morgan Stanley today. A survey on 2022 uh, says that corporate travel, the real healing, will start next yes. year. Yes. Expedia had great numbers. Uh, I thought Airbnb's quarter was one of the best Best last night. Very exciting. And these are all without cross-border to speak of. Delta's uh, November 8th. All the planes are going to be filled. I mean, I don't know, like November 7th. You know, it's, it's November 5th today, so that's not that far. So I, 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 I'm not saying happy days are here again, because if you do that, then people say, well, the Fed's well behind. They shouldn't do this. You see unemployment. I'm just saying, well, uh, the man who's been dead right, Dr. Gottlieb, basically said, war's over. Uh, and that's just incredible. It ended. If you uh, if you missed the the moment that uh, Jim's talking about with Dr. Gottlieb, uh, take a listen to this. It might be something to remember down the road. I think the bottom line is the end of the end of the pandemic, at least as it relates to the United States, is in sight right now. Given all the tools we have to combat this uh, this disease. So, are you now thinking about what you do with the Peloton or a Zoom or? I mean, Peloton. telework is well, not going to just disappear. No, I, I was telling Joe, I found I was doing work on Pelotons. Realized it was an extra cycle. It's down 30%. Pretty it's it was a treadmill company. And it was, you know, look, sometimes you get these conference calls and they acted as if, look, we misjudged a little and everything's fine. And, and no, no, everything's not fine. And there was a pivotal moment in the conference call where they said, listen, we don't need money. Oh, okay. Well, I, I think you're making a lot of money. I didn't want to hear that you might, <laughs> that anyone was thinking you might need money. It was bad. And I, I like Foley. I think he's a he's a character. But it, what it's being revealed is is something that I that my wife was a precursor of when it became something to hang things on. Uh, Stiefel this morning, a bunch of downgrades. But one of the yep. things Stiefel says is more skeptically, uh, the question is whether or not the revised outlook is an indication that the core product may be closer to maturity in existing markets maybe. than I previously mean, thought. Maybe I think when you listen to that conference call, they're going to have to cut the price big. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of supply chain issues. The treadmill has issues. Uh, it's a stock. If you look, the stock was like a twenty five dollar stock before all this began. Could it get back down there? Uh, that's pretty negative. But I do think that when you look at the stocks, if you're an institution that you don't want to show you own, Peloton's number one. Like, let's say you go into the end of the year and your board says, hey, why do you own Peloton? Uh, well, um, uh, ah. yeah. Mm. Well, Can we change the subject to uh, Planet Fitness? Yeah. <laughs> yes, Planet Fitness. Who you talked to, to last night. Oh, my. I mean, look, Chris Rondo was basically saying there is an issue about going to a club that people like. And I just thought it was electric. What he was saying was, in the end, people want to be with other people. Uh, and people don't want to be alone. If they had to be alone, they can try to manufacture other people. But suddenly, out of nowhere, we don't have to manufacture them. They're all there. So we, I just think that Peloton is very visibly wrong. Uh, and United Airlines is very busily right. 
and we started the, the block talking about the impact of these antivirals on vaccinations. Right. Do you fade the vaccine at this point as a play? I thought about that. And I think that, uh, well, Pfizer big winner. But, yeah, the answer is I think the one you really have to fade is Merck. Merck's numbers are nowhere near as good as Pfizer. So Merck's had a move. Merck's quarter was just okay. It's a good key true to anti-cancer franchise. But there's, I mean, I just repeal that one. Repeal it. Which is weird because it's all over the U.K. tabloids this right. morning. Game right. changer, Merck, yeah, Merck, Merck. Well, this is even better game changer than their game changer. Yeah. This is a game changer. This is a game game changer. Yeah. Look, I, I am... I, I, I'm a, look, Planet, Planet Fitness was a very good. I, last night I had a game open show, so I had Planet Fitness, I had you know Norwegian Cruise, and I had Papa John's, which was the pizza company that actually even with game open did well. And I was saying to Regina Gillen, our executive producer, I said, I can't believe we nailed it. Uh, this is what people need to know. Planet Fitness is back, and Rondo's fantastic, and a Lifetime Fitness is the is the analog for uh, for. When you think about Peloton, look at Planet Fitness. I mean, look, nobody closed. Everyone said that all those franchisees were going to go under. They didn't. And I just think it, it's a remarkable story. People turned out to like other people and wanted to be with them. They didn't want to be in a room with Allie yelling at them and some music playing. I mean, look, my, my wife was a state champion bicyclist yes. when she was 14. And uh, she thought that this was like the greatest thing in the world. As soon as Spin came back, that's when the Jog brost. I mean, that's when the clothes, you know, the towels, it all starts. And it, by the way, it's not that good as a clothes holder. It's not. I mean, you know, things fall off and you put the towel on, it slips off. It's a, that's one of John Foley's people. Foley should have figured it out. How do you keep, like, you know, some of your undergarments on it without... Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, they, yeah. They, they got Too some work, work to do, clearly. Uh, uh, Peloton. It was a bad call. Yeah. It was a bad call. Difficult print. It was the bad call of the night. Yeah. Uh, and it was it was jarring because everything's going wrong. The treadmill's going wrong. They, at one point, they said they overcorrected. Uh, it was a little unreal. I mean, sometimes you're in those conference calls and you say, well, I think that they thought that they did well. That's a long way from 170 uh, back in January. Yeah, short uh, squeeze there. As for the jobs number, we mentioned 531,000 uh, added. That's the best since July. Unemployment falls to 4.6. That's a post-COVID low. We're going to get the first reaction from the White House with the Labor Secretary in a few moments. Uh, restaurants add 119K. That's almost one out of every five jobs added. Well, that's American Express. I mean, Steve Squirry, I mean, Squir- who's a really remarkable executive, he was saying, look, the, ho- the, the restaurants are coming back big. Now, the restaurants are coming back big, uh, but the margins aren't as good because uh, labor costs are so high. Uh, but I, again, I come back to the idea that maybe labor costs were too low. Uh, now, Jay Powell did say that we don't know when the when the pandemic ends, whether more people come back to work. He said it's a wild card. Uh, can he stop those press conferences now? <laughs> I mean, geez, that's like an hour of your life with Hollywood Squares. Jay, listen to me. It's OK. You're doing one a quarter. Gee, listen, yep, watch yep. it. Maybe, maybe over-communicating, you think? Oh, I like that. The Fed? Yeah, over-communicating. And plus, he always has to be a lot of the people I think are disrespectful. Uh, well, Axios has a piece out last night that he was uh, seen near the White House. Axios reads it as a, a sign that he, the renomination may be coming. Oh, boy, we really need that. I mean, he's a, I think he's, well, look, I'm, I'm not a, a gigantic, a billionaire. All the billionaires hate him, and they always say it's because what he's doing to the workers. Are you kidding me? 
I mean, all your costs are going up if you're a worker. You, you, you bet you better have it. And the, worker, the workers are doing better than they ever have in my lifetime. I mean, look at the deer workers. I mean, they had a good deal. They, they said, said no to it. But I just feel like that we're, that Jay has done, everyone thought that things were, back up. Go back to where Jay saved America. Norwegian Cruise has $12 billion in debt. But they'd be done. Carnival was going to be done. The airlines were going to be done. And by the way, Mnuchin did a good job. You're not supposed to say any of these things, but they did. And Jay came on the Today Show and said, look, this is over. And all these companies then survived. They all would have been wiped out. Why don't we ever talk about what could have been? It's kind of like it's a wonderful life. If, uh, you know, sure. Jimmy Stewart, sure. I mean, it could have been... It could have been back, the, the we all other, be working for Potter. The other Potterville. Right? We all be working. You know, it was Potter or Bailey. And Jay gave us Bailey. I call him Jay because I know him. I don't mean to insult him. But I always see those people like Mr. Ambassador. It's like, well, I talk to him. Yes. I call him Jay. You know? um, there, the, the odds of a June hike have come down last right. few days. Uh, people are maybe coming around to the idea that he's right about these short-term inflationary yes, bottlenecks? Yes, he is You right. think that's true? Yes. I mean, look, if you, if you buy that, that uh, if you buy the global foundries, which is a very important deal that came public, people aren't paying attention to it, if they can get the chips, Taiwan Semi can make the chips, if they, you know, KLA, uh, LAM, you know, LAM, Applied materials, they all get the chips, then we're going to stop hearing about that. The port thing is 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 difficult. Trucking, too. Yeah. Tr- well, truckers, there's a lot of truckers who are banding together in little groups to become truckers and get ex- extract more of their worth, uh, to have their own trucking companies. I think these problems go away. And I think Jay's right. I mean, look, his wheat, you know, what do you do about the price of wheat? Well, he's not a gentleman farmer, for heaven's sake. I mean, and he's not the rainmaker. I mean, uh, J.P. Morgan last night looked at global uh, auto sales in October, up three, finally. And they do see that as a sign that at least maybe in autos, we're starting to see some of these <clears throat> Well, ease. maybe. I, I, autos, I still think, is a first half of 2022. Yep. And we'll know this when I get the Maverick that I ordered in March. <laughs> I, ordered this, I ordered this thing. I, was, I ordered it to garden last year. I'm lucky, I hope I get it to be able to garden this year. I was going to go to every Eagles game with it. Where's my Maverick? Jim Farley, call your office. Yeah, where is my darn Maverick? I mean, what is that all about? What was that, a TV show? I thought it was a a mini truck. When we return, Uber is moving higher ahead of the open. The company posts its first ever adjusted profit. Gross bookings, all-time high. Dara on Squawk talking about good driver availability uh, and some business travel. More Squawk on the Street continues after a break. Every day. Thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Sheyi, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. 
For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Shares of Uber higher this morning, almost 4% after reporting its first profitable quarter on that adjusted basis, thanks to upbeat performance in Ride and Eats. It did post an overall loss due to the drop of value in its stake at China's ride-hailing company, Didi. This is CEO Dara Khosrowshahi earlier on Squawk. What we saw in the second quarter earlier this year is that the demand for transportation and mobility, as well as food, frankly, was growing much faster than supply. So the team went to work to make sure that we communicate to drivers and couriers out there. Uh, This is flexible work. The earnings opportunities are incredible, and the results speak for themselves. He said the corporate travel rebound is unmistakable, up 60% last couple months. Yeah, and he mentioned, look, it's easier to find drivers, which is one of the key metrics. The thing that I thought was very interesting was people still want to get deliveries at home. That business turned out to be really good. I think there was a, a group of people who felt, Wait a second. Now everybody's going to go out. But it turns out you're using them for a lot more things than just dinner. Uh, you liked Drizzly back in the... When Drizzly was yes. brilliant. Yes. That's the liquor delivered at home. I, look, I think that this is... I think, by the way, that, that Tony Shoe's doing a good job at, at DoorDash. These are companies that uh, people thought might be Peloton, and they're just not Peloton. Some worried that, like on grocery, for example, grocery margins in general are thin, can, how long can they afford to pay those kinds of fees? No, that's a great question. Uh, and I think that I was prepared to hear uh, a little more skepticism about it. Dara's built up a lot of credibility. If he says people make, if they're making money, they're making money. And it was a good call. Delivery mobility, very good call. He's a pro, uh, and he doesn't duck when things are bad. And I like that. But the biggest pro was Chesky. Airbnb. Yes, we Ooh, didn't touch loved, on it. I love that quarter. 122 beats 75. <sighs> he and Expedia, Expedia was very good. I think we have a set, maybe somebody from Expedia, but when you listen to Chesky, you have to realize that Airbnb just that's the way people are going to va- have vacation. And that was before international. It has become uh, the way people on weekends, they go to a nicer part of town. I mean, everything, this thing's coming together. And as, Ches- as Chesky would argue, now that three-day weekends, four-day weekends yes. are almost normal, almost routine, uh, the idea of taking a, a long weekend at an Airbnb makes more sense. It is. He- I remember telling him when my daughter was teaching English in Madrid, in a big lockdown, she wasn't allowed to leave Madrid. But every weekend, she went to a new place to stay. And I said, isn't that amazing? He said, no, no, Jim, that's that's what people do now. And I said, God, I'm so out of touch. But I said, but then again, he does have a complete book of business that shows you everything. He's a remarkable CEO. CEO with a heart, doing unbelievable things. I really love, I mean, there's some really good CEOs in this new crop. And Chesky's one of the leaders. Mm -hmm. Kramer's Mad Dash and the opening bell uh, had after a short break in about 10 minutes. Don't go away. What's on the horizon for financial markets? 
At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Time for Kramer's Mad Dash as we count down to the opening bell. Watching Boeing today. Yeah. Now, my travel trust owns Boeing. Okay. And you can follow along at the investment club. And I like to tell good and bad. Uh, While we're up on the stock, I've been too bullish. This morning, they settled a lawsuit, a shareholder suit, $225 billion. The insurance will pay for it. Uh, They've agreed to add an ombudsman. Into a, to look into internal issues, and then to have someone, a director who know, has some qualifications in airline safety. I'm kind of surprised they didn't have that before. Uh, and there's talk about how how come the previous CEO wasn't more focused on what happened, and uh, it's Dennis Molenberg. And the answer is is that this is worthless. Don't don't you buy on this. It's something that we all expected would happen. Buy Boeing because you think that everything's going to reopen. And people are going to need more planes. And that, I think, is possible. But Boeing is still very tough owned, and I'm the first to admit it. And it's a tough own because they did a lot of things wrong. And it's not done. I'm surprised to hear you not be more positive on delivery outlook, given I, some of the safety challenges they've had. They need, they need a lot. They still need the FAA to back them on one of their planes. They need the Chinese to certify another plane. There are not enough orders just from the American Airlines companies or the international and I, I have to tell you, I, it was a great company, and now it's just a good company. And this is just one more example. They had they an ombudsman? They didn't have anyone on the board who understood airline safety? I mean, are you like, kidding? Who are these guys? Uh, you've basically said that to Calhoun himself? Well, yes. Yeah. Now, look, I, I, I think that in the end, they probably maybe they do get China. China's been a little bit softer. Uh, there'll be, obviously, if, if Delta says all the planes can be filled, it'll be filled. But they have major hurdles still to... to Calhoun doesn't deny it. Right. Major hurdles. And they did a lot of, I go back, they did a lot of things wrong. Many more than people realize. And we're discovering a lot about Boeing. And it's not good. Uh, yep, there's still a lot that's being reported about it, even, even today. Uh, opening bell coming up in just a couple of minutes. And don't forget, you can catch us anytime, anywhere. Just listen to and follow the Squawk on the Street opening bell podcast. Do not go away. Busy morning as we await some uh, what's likely to be all-time highs at the open across the board. But watch DraftKings today. Uh, revenue miss. Uh, some of their ARPU metrics were below expectations on this hold rate on NFL games, Jim. Anyway. I'll tell you what was interesting. Uh, there have been no upsets. There have been no upsets, and that that really hurt them. That and uh, the overall—I mean, it's funny, but if you're—I don't gamble, but if you look at these, what happened is, is that there's no surprises, so therefore it hasn't been as exciting. Uh, I think Jason's absolutely terrific. And one of the things I really liked about it is that he basically told you, look, this is not what we need. And uh, that's become a very expensive business. There's so many companies vying for uh, the cost of acquisition is very high. It almost reminds me, as my friend Ben Stoto, the research director for Mad Money, says that it's kind of like the, can- the cannabis stocks a couple of years ago, where there just turned out to be so many entries. And their canopy is another disaster today. They've yep. got uh, negative, really bad negative EBITDA margins and revenue down and 3%. So I feel that the gambling stocks got to be careful. Uh, 
It, you know, we, I mean, let's just touch on Penn really quick. Uh, we did watch Portnoy's video yesterday in response to some allegations uh, from, from Business Insider. But, um, I mean, in general, is this space tradable in the near future? Uh, I, I, jeez, no. Because I think that the big casinos are now in, and they don't have any cost of acquisition to speak of. Yep. Uh, Shedding some of their legacy. Yes. Mirage. Yes. Now, I will say that DraftKings is a winner. They have a lot of money, and they will be a winner. Uh, Penn National has a decent strategy. But these people have to spend a fortune to get customers. I don't like that. They need lower cost of acquisition, and they haven't found a way. Let's get the opening bell here at the CNBC Real-Time Exchange. At the big board, scooter company Bird celebrating its recent listing via SPAC. At the NASDAQ, it's GetNet, a Brazilian provider of online credit card payments, celebrating its listing. So you're going to watch a lot of green wash in here this morning, Jim. Well, this is a good day. I mean, this is the end of the, 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 end of the wars in sight. Uh, I've been going over all of the IPOs from this year, and there are just too many. I've been trying to study them, and I think people have to recognize we have a whole new cohort, cohort of companies okay, not great. Uh, SPAC's okay, not great. But we're going to be stuck with these companies for a long time. And you, you, if you look at them and you try to analyze them, it's so hard because there's almost no research coverage. For every uh, DraftKings, there's 10 others that you never heard of. And I've been trying to understand them. is very, very difficult. This has been your complaint for a while. Oh, my. So when I see these, it's like piling on already. I, I, I study them because of the lighting round. Or, or because people constantly ask me about them, you know, and I feel like there's one called toast. I feel every one of them is toast. She's light speed. I mean, these are the ones that shock you. Yeah. They shock you with how bad they are sometimes. There's, uh, you can see the gainers there are pretty much all related to reopening. Live Nation, by the way, also coming off an earnings print, but up 13. I, I, you're going to go to some concerts in I'm the near going future. To Billy Joel tonight. She's <laughs> actually, it's like my wife had been very, uh, Lisa had been a little circumspect. Uh, correctly, given what's happened. And she says, we're going to a concert. Daughter bought us tickets. We're going to a concert. She's going to a concert. Like, wearing what? Wearing oxygen tanks? No, <laughs> we're actually just going to go to a concert. Um, yeah, well, that's that's sort of where we are at the moment. Um, by the way, it's not just reopening. Let's just briefly touch on NVIDIA, uh, which is impossible to keep down, Jim. You're talking 50% gains in three, three weeks. Uh, okay, so NVIDIA, understand that everybody whether it be Omniverse, as, as Jensen Wong calls it, or Metaverse, it has to be written on their on, on their graphics cards. It's something that he's been working on for years. Forget Mark Zuckerberg. This is a man who showed me the future, I don't know, four years ago, when he said, we're going to go into a room, and there's going to be all these characters, uh, and avatars, and you can learn from them. And as soon as we get the safety figured out, it's going to be amazing. And I said, well, I, I really like to talk classical music. I'd like to see a Shakespeare play. I said, okay. That's what's going to happen. And it was just too fantastical when I spoke to him. But he had the jump. And all he has a, a vision of the world. He's a, he thinks in a very different uh, way than the rest of us. But if I showed you this chart right here as a mystery chart without the ticker, you'd be like, Take, ring the register. I know you. I can't with Jensen Wong. Really? I can't. He's too brilliant. He's too kind, brilliant, simple daughter was a great chef. And I don't know. I mean, I, I, look, there's some people, you meet them and you say, you know what? I had the opportunity to meet Jensen 
and I can't believe it. And one day, the, the, uh, Walter Isaacson's going to write a book about Jensen Wong and what this man saw. I found out when the stock was around 20, I went to go see the Audi North America, and they had all this electronics. And I said, tell me, what, who's this? Is this Intel? And he goes, no, it's NVIDIA. I said, no, no, they make gaming chips. He goes, they make the greatest chips in the world. And that was, ooh. I mean, Jim, the, the, way, the way you're talking kind of sounds like sort of late 90s internet innovation, CapEx. Um, Sandy Grove with the human face. Sandy Grove was a, a great... But I, I mean, the, I mean not a nice the, man. the markets in general here. Oh, yeah. We're, we're yeah. at the cusp of innovation. Oh, no, yet we're, that you don't it, think- it's major. And I, I was actually going back and forth with my uh, head writer, who's also my only writer, who happens to be my sister's kid, Cliff, Cliff Mason. And he was saying, Jim, you're, you're missing it here. You know, this is already around. And I, uh, the, in Metaverse, it's, and I said, but you're so far ahead of everyone. He's a gamer. You're, you're so far ahead of everyone. You don't know how the rest of us are just now being drawn into the idea that there's an avatar. We play cards. We do whatever we want. We meet people. We're never alone again. We can do whatever we want in terms of go, go see things. It is an equalizer between rich and poor. Uh, it is remarkable. And it's not Zuckerberg. Let's stop it with the Zuckerberg. I was at a dinner last night for NFT week here in New York City, and there's a lot of discussion about how, in their view, Facebook is, they're just trying to capture the marketing power of Meta. But no one wants to see, take ownership of Meta. No, I mean, look, he changed his name, and he's got the best video yet about what it it looks like. But it's on the shoulders of Jensen Wong. When you meet Jensen, he wears a motorcycle jacket. He's got a bar, wine bar at the office, really good sandwiches. Uh, and he's developing a coffee cart that, that goes to each person and has what they want. And, mm-hmm. uh, he's whimsical. Uh, he uh, is a great, he loves art. I mean, one of the things he showed me was, let me show you what I've done. Can you tell? And there were these two. One was uh, previous generation, one was next generation. And I said, shading. And he said, yes, I love shading. And I've been able to figure out, a, I, I mean, I've been able to figure out shading in a way that makes it so that it's very lifelike. Shading. Some engineer got tasked with that. Yep. Yeah. He's sure. got 20,000 of the best engineers in the world. I've never, I don't know. All I know is, is that when I named my dog NVIDIA, my dog got a pass to go into the building. One of the only dogs, the only dog that's gotten a pass. Um, on a more pedestrian note, the week, the very solid week for uh, apparel continues with Goose. Oh, uh, well, that's all since Simon Properties. And then today, Tanger got an upgrade. You need to see the factory outlets do better. But everything in the mall, of the Simon Property Mall, has shot up because we got good things. I mean, what the benchmark, J.C. Penney is doing well. Well, I mean, when, now when you think about that, if J.C. Penney's doing well, what does that mean for XYZ for this day? Yes. And David Simon, who is, uh, let's say, no, I would never describe him as a sweetheart. Uh, he just went out and said, look, even you know, our companies that we bought out of bankruptcy are doing great. So there's a move back in the mall. That all fits into the happy days are here again situation. I see DraftKings going up, which is good. I like Jason. That's a, that's a post-COVID high on Simon Property. Uh, Goose, uh, as we uh, mentioned earlier, up 13. But all week long, it's been Under Armour. It's been Ralph Lauren. People want to shop. Simon... David Simon says that over and over again. People want to shop. They want to go out. They want to do things. Frank, Frank Del Rio, they want to go to the most exotic places imaginable. And I, I think, oh, look, I speak to a lot of CEOs, and when I speak to them, they say, look, Jim, will you get more upbeat? And I say, look, it's just hard to be more upbeat than I am. He said, no, get more upbeat. Stop talking about the Fed. Stop talking about quarter basis point. See, you know, stop obsessing about the labor. Start thinking about the greatness. Start thinking about what time you're in. 
Like, get a little law, you know, get, get with the times. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the labor. Yeah, uh, even Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg's like, hey, yes, yes. come on, pick yourself up, think about it. Uh, the jobs Zuckerberg, number Zuckerberg. this morning, of course, as we said earlier, 531,000 jobs in October, and the unemployment rate drops to 4.6. Joining us first on CNBC is the Secretary of Labor, uh, Marty Walsh. Mr. Secretary, happy Friday. Good to see you again. Happy Friday to all of you. And if you hear a noise in the background, this helicopter is flying around the building today. So if you hear that, don't, you know, we're just uh, de- dealing with a lot of noise. I got you. We got some noise here, too. We'll, we'll work our way through it. I mean, the, the instant reaction really has been the print is about the fading Delta variant. Uh, can you talk about that and whether or not you think it was the, the lead dynamic? No, I definitely think it has, has a big role to play in that. Uh, we, we, the beauty about this report is we saw growth in a lot of different sectors. It was manufacturing, it was business, it was in health, it was in hospitality, it was in construction. Uh, so you can see that. You can definitely see when we look at we looked at the numbers this morning. Uh, we talked about we looked at back in, in in the summertime when the Delta variant was kind of spiking here. Uh, we saw less participation. We're seeing better better numbers today. So I think that had a lot to do with it. I think President Biden's economic plan is working as well, and I think his plan to uh, take on the COVID-19 or, or, or push back on COVID-19 is working as well. Well, Mr. Secretary, uh, Jim Cramer, one of the things that uh, has happened this morning is uh, uh, Dr. Gottlieb, is, I think, one of the foremost people involved with understanding the pandemic, basically said, look, the, with, the, with this new uh, Pfizer uh, remarkable series of pills, basically, uh, the end of the pandemic's in sight. Uh, are we ready for the end of the pandemic? Are we too bearish, too negative? I mean, this could be a remarkable moment. And I just find that no one seems to even want to own it. Why not own it? Well, certainly that was exciting news this morning. I saw it myself on the news when it was reported. Uh, you know, I think that you know that we, we have to. Unfortunately, until until that day comes, we still have work to do here. Uh, I think that here at the Labor Department, uh, we're going to continue to to encourage people and, and keep working to get people back into the workforce. Uh, we, we, you know, if, if that is true and we're able to get something approved by the FDA, I'm not sure where that stands. I didn't see that part of it today. Uh, you know, the, I think a lot of people in this country would love to see the end of the pandemic. We've come a long way. Your previous report, I, I didn't know who was talking, but when they talked about David Simon saying people want to get back out, want to go shopping, uh, there's a hunger out there in the American people to get back uh, to, to kind of a new normal here and, and move forward. And, and certainly I'd love to be talking to you about what the, what's going on in the economy minus dealing a pandemic uh, in the future here, hopefully short term. But in the meantime, we still have work to do. Uh, Mr. Secretary, I like all the th- situation trying to do infrastructure, but if we address the direct shortages, the one that seems to have need the best skill set that I think the government may have to uh, uh, create is how to make uh, truck drivers, how to create them, how to get yeah. people to be a truck driver. It's a very good job, but it's obviously very hard. It's the single biggest bottleneck in our economy. Where would you tell people if they wanted to be a truck driver, they could go learn? Well, I, I certainly think that, that you should contact uh, the, the, the American Job Centers here with the Department of Labor. We have 20, 2,400 centers around the country. You're absolutely right. It, it is a big challenge. Uh, we looked at, we saw some gains in trucking for people who work for companies. Uh, we're almost, I think, they're, they're 80% back to where they were pre-pandemic, which is a good sign. 
A lot of the trucking industries that we have problems with are independent truck drivers. We were dissecting some of that this morning, looking at the cost of keeping the trucks up, the cost of, of wages they get, they're getting paid to, to, to move, move supplies around this country. Uh, I would suggest to anyone that, that, that has a CDL or you want to get to work, please contact us at the American Job Centers here at the Department of Labor. Uh, there are jobs available. We, we, we do need to address that issue a little more, though. It's not just simply uh, finding out, uh, you know, finding truck drivers to drive. Some of these independent contra- independent companies, they're one or two people driving trucks. Uh, that's part of the part of the issues with, with getting goods and products uh, around this country. Uh, labor force participation, 61.6. Um, it's been between 61.4 and 61.7 for almost a year and a half. And I wonder if what, what do you think it's going to take to have it bust out of that range? Well, there's, there's about 3.4 million people in this country that, that have stated that they're not going to work because of the pandemic. Uh, and I think that there's some, a lot of concerns there. I think that obviously seeing a, a reduction uh, in, in infection rate is going to help us. But I also think that what we did yesterday, the emergency temporary standard uh, on, on testing or vaccines is going to help us as well to bring confidence back into people going back into work. Uh, Mr. Secretary, uh, I deal with a lot of the uh, companies in Silicon Valley that are very good at tabulating them. For instance, uh, Bill McDermott at ServiceNow, uh, Mark Benioff at, at, at Salesforce, uh, Shantanu Narayan at, at Adobe. Why don't you uh, contract out with one of them to tabulate these uh, p- payroll numbers? I mean, they're better at it than, than the public sector. Well, I mean, I think we have great people here at the Department of Labor and the federal government. Maybe what I'll do is I'll contact uh, those companies that when I get off this uh, TV with you and, and talk to them. I, I certainly, I, I'm a big firm believer in working with the private sector, uh, particularly on data. They have good information at their fingertips and good information that they're always looking at. Uh, in my previous role as mayor, I often work with companies to look at data and information. So that's a, a good suggestion. So I'll take, the, I'll take you up on that. Take them up on that if they're willing. Right, Data Dog and Good Quarter last night. Bill McDermott is doing a lot of the. He had seven contracts with with the federal government. Uh, Benioff is it's a rather remarkable Salesforce compilation. Don't forget Amazon Web Services can do it. Uh, Google Cloud. Uh, Thomas Curian, I bet you he'd do it. I just think it would be good, and I think you get it really fast. It wouldn't necessarily mean that you're you have to let your people go, but yeah, I'll give you any of those names. These guys are pretty dynamite. Uh, Mr. Secretary, the president uh, famously said a while ago that uh, if American companies uh, need more workers, and they clearly do, that they should, quote, pay them more. Mm. Is there a a point at which hourly increases in in, in wages and and, and pay hikes would, would be seen as dangerous to the economy? I don't necessarily think it's dangerous to the economy. I think we've seen some some increases in wages in the last several months here. Uh, and we've seen participation of people going, let's say participation, people going back to work increasing. Uh, this month, like you said, this month was a good number. If we look at the, the since the president's been, been, been in office, we've averaged about 650,000 job gains per month. So 5.6 million people have gone back to work since President Biden has taken taken office. Uh, we still have ways to go. And I think that, you know, we're going to watch the wage number and we're going to watch the inflation number and we're going to be watching all those numbers as we move forward here in, in the months to come. Mr. Secretary, thanks for sticking with us. I know the helicopter noise is tough. I'm, we've all done live shots and it's not fun. Good to see you, though. Labor Thank Secretary you very much. Marty Walsh.
As we go to break, uh, programming note, the president is expected to deliver remarks on the jobs number around 10, 15 a.m. Eastern time. We'll take you there live as soon as he begins. First, though, we'll take a look at the bond report as we continue to keep track of how treasuries are faring. Uh, curve's been awfully interesting last few days. Got the 10-year below 1.5. And uh, oil as well with a seven handle earlier this morning. Be right back. Let's uh, sweep up some of the names we haven't gotten to this hour. I know, Jim, you probably have a couple thoughts on Square's results from last night. Yeah, I, I think Square was one of those things where uh, crypto was not as good as I, I, I was hoping it would be. But there was a lot of other parts of Square that were, you know, deceleration of cash app, not that great, uh, down 6%. But in the end, people regard this company as now part of the firmament. They regard it as if it's Visa. And... Uh, I don't think it is, but I do think that they're a very forward-looking company. Uh, and they, they want to do crypto, and it doesn't pan out. People will forget that and just say, you know what? It's the young person's credit card. It's the young person's cash. cash. People like Square. Younger people like Square. Now, by the way, once they do tend to graduate, they go to American Express. I was going to say, does it make you less interested in MasterCard? Or it does well, the cross-border no, stuff, I, is I, that going to offset? Cross-border. I mean, I've been saying that MasterCard's cross-border. My, my travel trust owns it. And... Uh, I think that uh, Michael Meebach's doing a tremendous job. It is a cross-border play, that, and it's a, it's a paper-to-plastic play. People want to tr- somehow make it so that it competes against Square. MasterCard's very big I, I can't remember the last time I used cash, and I used to love using cash. Yeah, right? I tried to take, pay some place with cash the other day, and they said, no, we don't take cash. Like, okay. It's still good, right? Yeah, I thought it was like, <laughs> I've got it in my wallet. I mean, Wow. I remember Charlie Scharf telling me when he was at Visa uh, that, well, look, it's not that hard. You pull out a piece of plastic, pull out paper. People will never just do PayPal or whatever. They did. Yeah. Not Look, Charlie's brilliant. He's doing a great job at Wells Fargo. Uh, I always welcome him right here if he would ever want to do TV. Yes, yes. Um, Shaq is up 18, I think. Um, even though um, five cent loss was a little bit narrower than expected, revenue miss, but BTIG takes it to a buy with a hundred. I know. It looked they missed on a bunch of lines, but again, people want uh, stories that are you know he's got a ten percent short. I'm sure the, there are people who want to get this thing going who do the short selling business that we've seen. Uh, eh, I think it's had a big move. It's had a very big move today. Also, we're going to watch not just NASDAQ, first move ever above 16K, uh, but look at Alphabet today. It got to 29.99 as we continue to watch this horse race, Jim, to $2 trillion. Well, this is important. Alphabet had a quarter. Everyone was focused on the fact that Tom Curry from Google, from Google Cloud wasn't able to do the $6 billion. He was doing $5 billion. The fact is, I think he could have done $8 billion if they had put more money behind him because they have so much demand. So they focused on the wrong line. Search is just fantastic. Uh, this company is a very inexpensive company versus the rest of Fang. Uh, although, yeah, yesterday, Dan Niles was very critical about Apple as a yeah, stock. he's been skeptical over the years. Hasn't yeah, been a... well, I looked at an old friend from the 90s, but you know, he, he raised the point. Apple's more expensive versus what it's been. Yes. Uh, Facebook, now Meta, is very inexpensive, but I think that there's still a gloom involving what's happened there. And uh, it's undeniable. Although, well, 341 today, I asked you if you thought 320 might have been the low. Oh, that was the low. Kinda, yeah, I mean, kind of nailed it. it. Is Mark Zuckerberg a visionary about this? If you watch the video, 
which is available to anyone. You will be blown away. I need you to watch the video. You've got to understand, the guy, the guy, he's a hitter. Defending him is a hitter. He's like a trillionaire. Jesus. (laughs) Coming up next, we'll get Jim and stop trading. And by the way, of course, you can always get in on the CNBC Investing Club with Kramer. Sign up and find more at uh, CNBC.com slash investing club or just use the QR code. We're back after a break. Time for Jim and stop trading. Glaxo not talked about much in this horse race. It does Shingrix, but it didn't really deliver anything in terms of vaccines. Uh, Barclays goes sell to hold. This is important. He's, Barclays really dislike this. The company's divided into uh, actual what I call science and consumer packaged goods. That's going to happen. Yields uh, more than four. Buy it. Buy it. It's good. Wow. That's a, look at that move. Uh, yeah. How about Mad tonight? Okay, I'm booking. Uh, I, I, I'm trying to book Square <laughs> right now, like booking Square. Uh, I have Carvana uh, and I have Warehouser. Uh, Devin Stockfish is a very big visionary about what to do here in terms of uh, trees, because you know I'm a big tree guy now. Yep. And uh, when I, if I can get a reader from Square, it'd be a big deal for me. That's what happens. You know, I'm sitting here booking. I, I don't know how you do it. I'm talking to you. You're booking I, I, guests. No, it's, if it's, David's it's like here, it, he can give insane. you a hard time, too. But uh, if we get a, re- uh, a reader who, who's a, what we will do is figure out whether Square should go up or down since it's been down big and up big. Exhausting. Really quick, Jim. Um, given all the reopening themes we've talked about this morning, why is oil holding below 80 and can it hold below 80? Uh, it, there is a uh, there's some cheating going on. Finally, there are people in the U.S. who are pumping. It's private equity guys, but there's cheating. And I think that it's the first time. Uh, we'll they, get rig count today. Yeah, they are. Rig count's still going to be well down from 2019. But you're beginning to see the spigot open, not for the big guys, uh, but from the little guys. But when you put all the little guys together, you're going to see that they're trying to at $80, they just couldn't resist. <laughs> it's too great for them. Jim, a uh, good weekend, and we'll wow, see you tonight. You too. Yeah, Thank you. A big show, big day. Uh, Mad Money, 6 p.m. tonight. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Imagine earning a degree that prepares you with real skills for the real world. Capella University's programs teach skills relevant to your career, so you can apply what you learn right away. Learn how Capella can make a difference in your life at capella.edu.